0: Welcome from the Las Vegas Convention Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are at the EMS World Expo, the largest EMS event in North America, where over 5,300 EMS professionals come from over 44 countries to unleash their potential. This is EMS World Presents Stories from the Expo, an archive of the 2017 EMS World Expo. My name is David Wampler, I'm an Associate Professor of Emergency Health Sciences at University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio. And my primary role right now is I am uh, a research scientist with the Remote Trauma Outcomes Research Network, which is a Department of Defense funded research initiative to try to test them in a civilian environment and foster military and civilian uh, collaboration. The idea here is for 40 years we've been using long spine boards without really any good evidence that they're effective or useful. In fact, there's actually mounting evidence now that they are probably more harmful than they are effective. There is evidence that shows that, that it is that it's harmful. It, it, it potential airway compromise It makes it harder to breathe. Um, if the patient starts to, uh, to vomit or, or whatever it makes it difficult to, uh, to get them rolled over. Um, and what we're showing now is that they're up walking and they're neurologically intact. Those patients don't tend to, to decompensate on the way to the hospital. Um, that's really what we're trying to, to do is, is get the patients to the hospital in a manner that's going to protect their spinal cord um, as efficiently as possible. Because the other, the other risk to a backboard is you're putting these patients on there, and it takes a few minutes, right? If they have airway compromise, if they have ongoing hemorrhage, um, especially non-compressible hemorrhage that you can't stop, a liver laceration in the field, um, the delay in treatment can, can um, allow that patient to bleed more or become more hypoxic um, instead of actually getting them to, to the trauma service and the surgeon where it actually needs to go. The first part of our study looked at how much motion occurred both on and off long spine board just on a regular EMS stretcher, um, to identify that the, the backboard is not really very effective but then the question is if we don't have a backboard then what's then how should we transport these patients um, our original hypothesis was that the patient should be the head of the bed should be up right around 30 degrees that still gives enough Downward force that they're sort of sunken into the mattress, and it helps to reduce motion. A hard flat surface is probably not the best thing. There, are, there are some other technologies. Some of these vacuum splints are are probably very effective. They're fairly expensive. Um, they're difficult to clean, um, so they're not they're not the perfect answer. The, I don't think the stretcher mattress is the perfect answer either. Um, I'm not really looking to develop new technology. What I'm really trying to do is figure out, with what we have right now, what is the best way to take a patient with a potential spinal injury to the hospital. The, the backboard was invented 45 years ago, and the original uh, description of a long spine board was a plywood surface that had a bunch of handles on it. 45 years later, we now have a plastic flat surface with a whole bunch of handles on it and some some pre-made straps. You know, in the same period of time, we've gone from, you know, a brick phone that weighed about 15 pounds to an iPhone 7 or 8 or 35, whatever the newest iPhone is, with more computing power than what Apollo had when they landed on the moon. Um, Really, I mean... Medicine should be able to keep up with with the changing in times. And now that we have more evidence to show, I take that back, we don't even really know how much motion is clinically relevant. If a patient has an unstable, neurologically intact, bony fracture of the spine, how much motion is actually tolerable? We don't know. Um, And we can't really design an experiment to test that in people because... Well, I can't find any volunteers that are going to volunteer to get their neck broken and allow us to to transport them to see when they're going to become permanently disabled. So I don't think the backboard is going to go away. There are still uses for the backboard. If you need to get an unconscious patient from the ditch to your truck, you're going to have to have a tool to make that happen. The backboard is really effective for that. What it's not and what it was never intended to be used for is as a tool for transporting patients. It's a smooth, flat, slippery surface, as opposed to on a stretcher mattress that sort of conforms to the body and cradles it and provides that support throughout the long axis of the spine. What we're really trying to identify is how best to transport a patient that has a potential spinal injury to the hospital. It looks like the backboard is not the right answer, the right answer, at least at what we The evidence that we have currently looks like it is transporting the patient on a stretcher with the head of the bed elevated just a little bit, about 30 degrees. Uh, what we don't have the answer to yet is the best way to transition those patients off of the back off of the stretcher. So when you arrive at the hospital, how do you move the patient from the stretcher to the hospital bed or to the CT table or to the surgical table? Um, still minimizing spinal motion, because I think that's still important. We should minimize spinal motion. Um, I just don't think the backboard is the, is the right tool to do that on the way to the hospital. We have lots of uh, hypotheses about how to move the patients. We haven't tested them yet, so I can't really speak to that yet. Um, give me some more time, and I'll, I'll have some more information as far as that's concerned.